0: thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys, I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Christoph, And we're without Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guy Show, a weekly show dedicating to bring wellness into your lives. Walt, we're Damien. It's uh, me and you today. No Brett Hill as he's uh, actually, he's probably gone on a walkabout. He's actually heading off to London, um, speaking <laughs> over there. So we thought uh, we just, just me and you, we might as well do a podcast and uh, discuss the our favorite topic. You actually do a whole seminar on this called crack the stress code. Um, I'm yet to see this seminar. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, when you came over to Perth, but you know, one of the misconceptions I believe that uh, everybody thinks, um, because we're the wellness guys that we actually don't have any flaws and, um, that's not true. That is not true whatsoever. Well, um, I don't know if we have
1: flaws, but I think we have stress. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, you are perfect. Yes, you are. We should call you Mr. Perfect from now on. You are. You're Mr. Perfect. I've seen you off
1: place. I don't know what's going on. It is interesting, isn't it? You know, because uh, people go, oh, really? You? You have that? You got seriously? I thought it was a joke that you didn't have any hair. You know, so all that sort of stuff, you know, people kind of, they do think that we are a, You know, a a cut above the rest, but we actually are just normal people, aren't we? We're just normal, everyday, average human beings just living, I would like to think, an extraordinary life. But, we, you know, we, we go through all the same stuff that everyone goes through. And many people have no idea that maybe we might actually get a little bit stressed as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, we thought we'd talk about that since because we're both kind of feeling the pressure at the moment in terms of stress. And, um, you know, it's a good thing. I think it's good to reflect on ourselves and look, you know, to kind of go through some of the, you know, like a mental checklist to see how we can improve our lives and also help you 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 as well the listeners as well so we're going to thought we just discuss some strategies that we've been uh, using in our lives to help um, each other and also help ourselves mentally um, to get through stressful periods of our time so you know damien what's going on in your life at the moment uh, that how how do you overcome your stress what's number what actually let's talk about before we go into some strategies let's talk about what stress actually does to us like what are some of the things that's going on with your life in terms of you know physiologically, you know your body, what are you experiencing because I'm sure I can tell you what's happening in my life <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> I'll be asking you don't worry elfi um well, what's interesting and I think is really important that we all understand this is that stress, regardless of wherever the stress comes from, whether it comes from um, emotion, whether it comes from physical, whether it comes from chemical, those three major stressors and they're big categories, but individually there'll be little bits all of our stresses come from those three major categories um each of them have a similar sort of effect on the body. In that, there's a stress uh, effect causing a stress response, which will, cause a, which will then cause a cascade of events to take place in our body, which include many things. But I suppose the primary thing that most of us should be concerned about is the inflammatory cascade that takes place as a result of stress. And you know, I'll keep it really simple, but suffice to say that if there's any kind of stress, whether it be physical, mental, or emotional, or, um, or chemical, then there will be a stress response, and that stress response is a whole bunch of different chemicals being secreted by the body, including adrenaline, cortisol, reduction in serotonin, melatonin, and um, and subsequently other things going on. So, for example, um, you know the secretion of cortisol uh, results in an anti-inflammatory response, which suppresses the immune system, which also downregulates the body's ability to utilise um, insulin and other you know other hormone growth factors that allow us to repair ourselves. So, whilst the inflammatory process kicks off and cascades as a result of one of the stress hormones, we block our ability to heal ourselves. And and this is I suppose where many people find themselves coming undone because they've had years and years and years of chronic stress and that results in their body breaking down, they go to run around the block and all of a sudden they pull a calf muscle or all of a sudden they pull a hamstring or all of a sudden the hip starts to play up and they didn't realize they had years of degeneration. So it's that constant almost subclinical stress response that everybody kind of just gets on with life a bit with that, uh, that drives that degenerative pattern that I suppose LT and I are going to talk a bit about tonight.
0: Yeah, so basically to so summarize, stress is bad. Well, we do
1: know we do know that the number one cause of all disease, all disease is stress, and uh, so it doesn't matter what disease it is, whether it be cancer, heart disease, diabetes, whatever it is, the number one cause of it is stress. Now, if you Dig down deep enough through stress, you'll understand that the cascade of hormones that are associated with that and the cascade of chemicals that are released and in response to the stress effects in the body that are released are so damaging to the body that it, it seems crazy that we should actually at all even get stressed.
0: It's funny, though, you know, you think, look at, um, say, we take a look at uh, physical stress and look at chemical stress. You know, those type, you know, like food stress and how sugar affects us and all those things. Those two things, like, they, they vary in different people, right? So, some people, for example, we we said that, you know, sugar can affect you, say, less than it would affect me, okay? Or caffeine, for example. You know, You know, so those aspects we kind of know um whereas mental stress like the emotional stress can is also in that same cascade as well i think or you know in terms of variability because when you think about it you know what stressful to you like an emotional level may or may not be at the same stress level or my reaction to it at the same level or intensity and that's the interesting thing isn't it because All of us experience, um, say, emotion. We'll just take emotion for a second. Most of us will see a circumstance or an... um and not an environment but like say a, a fight with a spouse for example over um i don't know some argument over you know where the cutlery goes okay you know <laughs> but some to some people like that could really cause a massive massive block. um you know massive infl- inflammatory response where some people just don't care so much and yeah. so it now it comes down to what i find interesting when i look at stress is that it's the emotional stress is actually due to filters Mm-hmm. And when I say filters, it means that it's the filter system that you go through, that whether you dis- your body's deciding through experience, through your past experience, whether or not that's actually a stressful environment for you. So let's give an example. For example, do you love roller coasters? By the way, Damien. I love him. Love okay. him at So just take an example that I don't like roller coasters. I do like it, but just say I don't. <laughs> I actually hate it, right? Where you absolutely love roller coasters. Put me and on it. So we won't be going to say in Universal Studios in say Singapore and we're both on this, you know, I don't know, let's say this onto the Transformer ride, and we're going on this roller coaster, you would be like having like an amazing time as it, you know chugs up and go ch ch going up that hill where i would be in fear and in panic you know so yet what's causing me to go through that cortisone stress inflammatory response you were probably you know producing, like, you know, happy hormones. I mean, hormones. getting
1: serotonin secreted because I'm so happy. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I'm and laughing,
1: so, I'm screaming, I'm excited, all, this, all the good stuff's coming out of me.
0: And I think that's really important for people to realize is that, you know, we say, you know, quote-unquote stress, a, but that's really, it's really important to define what that emotional stress is because for you, it might be stressful, for someone else, it may not be stressful at all. It might actually cause them to be happy, right? That's the perception thing, hey? Yeah, that's it's huge. Perception. And this is, I guess, goes back to that biology belief I think Bruce Lipton talked about, you know about this whole effect on your belief system and your experience really does impact on how you perceive stress, and I think that 's really important to look at, and I think that 's fascinating to, to look at that
1: yeah, absolutely. We did talk about the perception of, of stress and certainly in cracky stress code when I do that presentation mate there's a there 's a particular point in that presentation where we talk about the perception of stress, we tend to talk more about it from a an emotional or a psychology perspective as opposed to sensitivity to chemicals Mm. but you're right it does apply to the sensitivity to chemicals because you know you and i having a little bit of sugar every now and then probably won't be an issue but somebody who's had too much sugar in the past a little bit of sugar to them now is going to have a much more significant effect on their body than what it would to us because their body's built up such a degree of sensitivity to it that they're, just a small amount will break the camel's back, so to speak. And so it's about what that tipping point is with regards to stress, um, how much of a particular chemical, how much of a particular substance or how much of a particular emotion does it actually take to tip us over the edge. And that's very much to do with this allostatic response by the body where the body builds up a um, an acknowledgment of stress and creates a new stress layer. And so when I say stress layer, it's kind of like if you start at ground zero – and you get stressed, you might go to level one. And then your new ground zero from the next day starts at level one. And so you now call that level level zero, ground zero. And then so the next level of stress that you have, or the next time you have stress, you let's say you go up two levels, you go up to now level three from what it was before, but really, the following day, you've reset that as your new ground zero. So forever and ever and ever, so long as stress is affecting your body, It cascades upwards in a degree of stress that goes from stress through to anxiety, through to insomnia, and then through to depression. Or it goes from a small reaction to a larger reaction to an under reaction to a almost absent reaction. So it's a tipping point where you go over a cliff face and there's almost a point of no return. Mm. And it's an important thing to understand that because as an allostatic response, our body doesn't bounce back, so to speak, like a uh, like a, a normal hormone uh, response might be. Let's say, for example, we're talking um, blood pressure. The normal effect of, of, of a fright to us would heighten our blood pressure, but once we recognize that, that wouldn't that shouldn't be a problem, then our blood pressure will return to normal. That's called homeostasis. Same as temperature. Our body regulates temperature really well, but with stress that allostatic response everything keeps on building upon the last time to the point where it just starts to overflow and it's the overflow that's very very damaging
0: you know you're so true about this about building up it's like this ramping up and we talk about wellness as this it's not a it's a lifestyle right it's not just like you something you do temporarily. it's not a diet it's something you continually to do uh, continue to do so it's the same thing when you when you think about food uh, or the chemical stresses or the emotional stresses that it builds up and adds up and because of the lifestyle that we live we live in a lifestyle where we just accumulate stress from a day-to-day life and unfortunately if you are in a relationship for example where you're constantly fighting and there's a constantly bickering, you're building up stress and that you know that ability what you're talking about just a cascade just keeps on going but more importantly your kids if you have kids um, around you they're also feeling that stress and they now have set their normal as if fighting is actually normal for them and then you know i think that's going to create a, a massive cascade effect in, in, in the kids later on in their life
1: huge well we're actually already seen that and that's in terms of tolerance so um interestingly uh the the Jackson, as you know, goes to a, a very nice school, you know, very, very blessed to have Jack go to such a wonderful school. And the headmaster the other day sent a, um, an email out um, that outlined that they'd just done a survey with all the boys. And they said that um, – and it was it was all about, it was all about um, the reporting of, of a particular situation where a boy had – or someone had been hit, um, but hit in response to uh, something – and then the person who had been hit had then gone and um, sued, you know, this other guy. And as a result, this other guy then went to, went to jail or got a massive big fine. And so the question was: Did the person who do the who did the hitting of the of the guy do the wrong thing, or did the guy who did the suing who sued the guy who hit him do the wrong thing? And overwhelmingly, the boys responded that the guy who sued the guy who hit, did the wrong thing. Mm. In other words, um, what they perceived that was okay was it was okay to hit someone else, Mm. but it wasn't okay to tell tales and take it any further. And so their perception was, well, it was just a hit, and it was just an elbow to the cheek, and it only knocked him out for a little bit. It didn't cause him any permanent damage, so why did he go and sue him for? You know, That was their kind of perception. And I get that being a boy, but what the comment from the headmaster was that Boys are becoming so desensitized due to the games that they're playing, due to the TV shows that they're watching, due to the conversations they're having, looking at sporting, you know, what's happening on the sporting field. They're so desensitized to what actually might be a problem that they think that the repercussion is in fact the bad thing as opposed to the actual event itself
0: wow that's fascinating and uh we could actually do a whole entire topic on that but uh wow that's that is just crazy now i just got a text from uh, someone who's a bit stressed right now because brett hill (laughs) is just about to board on the flight and he forgot about this call so um he's a bit (laughs) about to panic over um you know for the next you know 12 14 hours as he fly to london don't (laughs) Don't don't
1: don't text him back let's just see what happens see if he gets into (laughs) a panic
0: (laughs) Um, so, Damien, what what are some of the strategies that you have, um, because, you know, listen, let's face it, like let, we've gone back to the beginning of the call, let's face it, you and I um, live a pretty, I would say, you know, pretty stressful life simply because of the amount of things that we um, we put ourselves, put ourselves in in the sense of you know because we don't it's not like we have just one job like you know you run like uh, two th- three companies um, so do I and uh, it's managing time between the three and all the staff um, and managing the staff I mean as anybody who's an entrepreneur all knows that staff is can be an issue because you're dealing with human emotions so running three companies juggling that and when it's and not family, and family and family at the same time so it's you know really four companies and it's not like it's <laughs> like one only one company gets stress at any given time it's like all happens is, you know at a cascade effect so yeah. what are some of the strategies that you do or actually first of all how do you know that you are in trouble like you know that you are getting snowed under and that you need to kind of take steps to make sure that uh, you do something about it what is the some of the signs that you do
1: uh, well, the things I look for, I suppose, is how I'm sleeping and whether or not I can easily fall asleep. So do I need to stay up late at night to wind down? You know, that's often something. You know, People might spend time on their phone just winding down or they might read a book just winding down, might lie on their pillow and, and not be able to drift off to sleep. Well, for me, it's do I procrastinate going to bed? Because if I'm procrastinating going to bed, then I'm not winding down. I can't switch my mind off and actually decide whether or not it's important that I complete it before I go to sleep. And really, at the end of the day, if I'm up at 11 o'clock still doing work and I can't just stop, then I've probably wound myself up a little bit too much. Would you agree with that, LT?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. When your mind is just racing, it's it's very difficult to go to sleep. And that's adding to that cascading effect, right? Because if you're not getting enough sleep, you're not healing very well. And it just adds more stress to the system. And then that just like day after day, it just gets worse and worse.
1: This is it. The other thing is, too, when you look at your craving cycle, so are you starting to crave foods? Like, do you you crave food and sugar and fat and all those sorts of things? Are you craving that stuff, especially in particular the, you know, strongly sweetened drinks, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it be – and even you're craving caffeinated beverages to keep you going, you know. Do you find yourself that when you are stressed – Do you have to go and light up a smoke or do you find yourself when you're getting stressed, do you find yourself having to go and drink some caffeinated beverage that's going to just hype you up a little bit more? You know, is your body able to cope with stress in the fact that it's a heightened response like an adrenal response or is it that your body now has a underactive response with stress which means you might be burning out? So if you feel that your body requires a pep up when you're more stressed, you're probably burning out and it's worth, you know, looking at that as to you know, a bit of a wake-up call, but signs way before that can be waking up through the night, especially that, that time between 2 and 4, waking up in that period of time, that's that's an indicator that your adrenal glands aren't working as well as what they should. Have a look in the bowels, like check out your bowel movements to see whether or not they're really sticky. And, you know, any opportunity I get to talk about poo, I will, you know, also. <laughs> but, um, but has that? We'll talk about stress and I'll bring back the poo, yeah. but... You know, again, going back to the poo chart, LT. If you look at the forage poo chart that we've got on the website, if you download that, anything between a one on the on the lower end of one to four would mean. So let's say one and one, two and three. If you're at one, two, and three on the poo chart, then you're a bit retentive. Like you're so stressed that everything's bound up inside your body, and as a result, you're soaking too much water out of it. It's not sticking around for long enough, and so that's a challenge. On the on the other side of number four, because number four is the ideal one, five, six, and seven. Those ones get softer as they go, you know, higher up the chain. But a number five is going to, a number five and number six are going to, you know, leave a bit of extra mark on the bowl, and they're good indicators to tell you that your body's stressed, you're not cleaning out really well, and as a result, you're probably not absorbing your food properly. So you've gone from anally retentive through to expelling too quickly, and so the, you know, they're both of those times are good ways to work out how your body is actually coping with stress because your gastrointestinal system is so close linked. they say that the gut is like a second brain mm. Mm. well
0: you know some people will be listening to this and go like oh come on just tell us the strategy so I think this is the strategy like number one is being aware like if you're not aware of you're that you're under stress, then that's a problem. You're not gonna be move to step number two. You know, so you're not gonna find ways to solve the problem. So I think it's important that you have to be aware of that you are um at a position, um, you know, through lack of sleep or you're looking at your bowels and checking your, you know, the poo chart and uh seeing whether or not you're under stress. I think that's really the key. So one of the things that I think is really important once you're when you're under stress, like when you're recognizing okay, I'm aware, is to actually write down a list You know, sort of before you even get there, have a list on uh, ahead of time somewhere that you can actually kind of know exactly what to do. So give yourself some options. So as we go through some of these strategies, pick the ones that you like the best, write it down on a list, like, say, one to 10, and then put it somewhere so that when you're under stress or when you feel and you're aware that yourself, you're under stress, pull that list out and just do one of them. I think that's important rather than trying to come up because it will be more stressful (laughs) when you're under stress. It'll be more stressful trying to figure out how do I de-stress. You know, um, but if it's already on a list, you can just do one one or one of these, some of these actions. Make sense?
1: Yeah, it makes sense to me. Absolutely. Step by step. It's a good way to do it. We talk about too about the unwinding process and, you know, how do you unwind stress? Because once stress takes place and you're wound up, it's kind of like a towel. How do you let go of that winding up process? It's like when we talk about in chiropractic, um, when you're adjusting somebody, it's not just one adjustment that sorts everything out. It's a series of adjustments that builds upon the previous adjustment that unwinds the tension in the body uh, so that the body returns to a state of, I suppose, balance or you know, ease. And so what we're saying is that when your body is in stress, it's going to take you a period of time to unwind that and to kind of decrease that stress and the effect that stress is having on your body. So there's a number of things that you can do. One, if it's a chemical stress that you're actually getting access to, one, you should try to find what it is that you're being chemically stressed out by. Is it deodorants? Is it toothpaste? Is it hair shampoos? Is it, you know, hair regain stuff to try and grow your hair back? (laughs) Just, just (laughs) throw that in there, right? You've been Uh, using that stuff, haven't you? No, I haven't. (laughs) My hair isn't growing back, I can tell you that. Uh, And, you know, what is it that's chemically challenging your body? And once you've found out what that is, then, you know, maybe take it out or try to reduce it. But you might actually find it might be time to do a detox. So you might need to go and see a naturopath and get a, Super high quality detox and clean your liver and your guts out so that you're a bit fresher on the inside. And yeah, look, some people go, oh, detox, smetox, that ain't not work. But I can tell you what they actually absolutely do work and they're fantastic and even if you don't believe in it just start doing some green smoothies or something like that you know that'll green juices that'll clean some stuff out and you'll know it you'll go oh I guess I'm detoxing even though you don't believe that you could detox so it does actually work
0: well I mean going back to the chemical stuff right it's no different if it's an emotional or mental stress because it's basically finding the root cause right gotta figure out and be aware of exactly what's what do you think is actually causing the problem having a discussion about that is really important because if you don't pinpoint it and sometimes it's really difficult to kind of go like i just feel tension i don't know where it's coming from i think it's important to sit down and evaluate spend the time most people are so busy what they do is they just keep on loading themselves so they forget about it or they yeah. hopefully it would just go on by but unfortunately if you haven't dealt with it you're basically suppressing that emotional state into you know Kenneth uh, pert wrote this beautiful book like called a molecules of emotion and basically if you don't express that emotion and internally you basically suppress it somewhere in your body and um and it's gonna have you're gonna have to you know, express it sooner or later. I don't know if you ever experienced this, but there there'll be times. You know, listeners may not have experienced this, but from a practitioner point of view, you'll see people when through an, a carpet adjustment, for example, um, where you have just made an adjustment, you unwind the right, you know, area. All of a sudden, the body just goes into this experience of emotions. They might yeah. just ball their eyes out for no apparent reason, or they might yeah, cry, right. or they might just laugh. And it's because they have bottled up emotion that all of a sudden it's just like that towel analogy you said. It basically just unwinds. And so, you know, what, what we're suggesting is that we're human beings, So, which means that we actually are meant to experience emotions, good and bad. You know, you're meant to experience it. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I think, you know, it's okay to cry. You know, as a guy, it's okay to cry. You know, somehow we've been taught not to cry. But I think it's important for us to go through those emotions and not hold them back in. And so when you figure out what those emotions are, I think you need to have that experience of the emotion and experience and see it from a, you know, bird's eye view. One of the strategies that I have is actually kind of look at myself from looking at myself through above me. Like it's almost like if I'm in a room by myself and I'm looking in the corner of the room looking at myself like a fly on the wall. You know, and watching myself go through the emotions and go, isn't that interesting? You know, asking the question, isn't that interesting that this thing right now is making me upset and tense, you know, in my shoulders, in my face or, you know, or my heart or whatever it is. And when you start to do that, you actually pull your way out of the body almost. Like it's an out-of-body experience. And when you do that, that in itself can be actually really powerful. A second thing I think is the release is that it's also important to find um, people around you that can support you. You know, for most of us, is usually a partner, you know, yes. our spouse. Um, but it's not about un- unloading. It's about just trying to figure out together, because that's what the partner's there for, is to actually help you support. They're there to support you, support you in the conversation about how to let it go. Because sometimes, you know, as most females would know, just by talking about it. You know, not for the guy to solve the problem, right? For listen, us to don't listen. Fix, listen, don't right? fix, boys. Just listen. Don't fix. <laughs> yeah. And but for us, for them to actually just tell you the problem, that in itself, it's already you know letting go of that tension. I think that's really, really powerful. Mm. What else do yeah. you got? We got about uh, seven more minutes to kind of go yeah, through yeah t- strategies.
1: There's a truckload of strategies, mate. So there's a couple of strategies. You know, a lot of people find themselves when they get stressed, they don't know how to switch off, and so one of the greatest strategies to switching off is to go for a walk. Yeah. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, but, you know, look, if you're really fit, then maybe go for a run or a jog or go punch some weights out or some of like that. You know, don't punch anybody out, but just go punch the weights. You know, just, you get yourself feeling, you know, nice and strong. Um, when, when you do exercise for 30 minutes a day, you decrease the effect of stress. Not stress, you don't decrease stress, but you decrease the effect of it. So the chemical effect of stress on your body by about 50%. Now, the, the cool thing about that is that Whilst you can't do an hour and decrease the effect by 100%, the fact is that you can do 30 minutes of walking or 30 minutes of exercise, just some cleansing time with yourself. Just go out and just clear the air with your mind and you know try to get present with yourself. And whilst that's a good practice anyway, it actually decreases the effect of the chemicals from stress on your body by 50%. Now, for me, that's a no-brainer. Like It just makes sense that everyone should be just doing that because if you can decrease it, it's a good thing. Mm. Now, the other thing is that people tend to find as they get more and more stressed, they go from stress into anxiety, into sleeplessness or insomnia into depression. They need to laugh more. And often the way in which you pull yourself out of those chemical imbalances is to laugh a whole lot more. You know, often we see people are looking to take pharmaceutical medications or herbal interventions to try and uh, have serotonin float around in their body, in, in their body, and their bloodstream for a lot, a lot longer when one of the best strategies and patch adams showed us this one of the best strategies is to laugh more yeah. and so you could watch funny movies or you know laugh at the jokes that you never thought were funny or you know just try to engage in funny things and laughter and humor and all and make it lighthearted the more that you do that the more serotonin you know builds up in your body and that's a much that's a good way to live it's a great way to be
0: I'll I'll give you one tip, guys. Is um, just make sure during that state when you need to laugh a lot, I'll laugh a lot, I guess, like belly laugh, don't listen to Damien's jokes okay so that's just <laughs> i've got some really
1: good jokes no you don't no oh, you don't really
0: um scary. a couple of other strategies too as well it's um you know we talked about you know laughing we talked about talking to your spouse but i think it's important to actually reevaluate you know what's happening in terms of your future you know having the time for yourself and in the space and to kind of create um what do you what do you actually stressed about most of the time we're stressed about usually you know with finances or the current situation and i think one of the key questions to ask is what are you comparing it to you know, yeah. like most of the times you were trying to compare it to something we 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 set ourselves on, um, at a higher level. You know, it's an expectation. And so our expectation, we just didn't meet. So therefore, we're under stress. And so often people, um, for example, I always talk about this uh, lately. It's about, you know, setting ourselves up for the vision. We all have to have a vision of our life. But the problem is, is that we set ourselves so highly comparative to the vision, which we're never actually going to reach because that's the whole point of a vision is that we, we compare ourselves every single day. It's like, oh, we're not there. We're not there, and that's yeah. like a recipe for depression. And I think it's important to have to know that all successful people have a vision, right? The difference is is that is that they don't compare themselves to the vision every single day. They compare themselves to yesterday, whether or not they're moving forward today towards that vision. And I think it's having a, a truth um, with yourself to ha- to take the responsibility to say, you know, what am I? Why am I stressed? And what am I comparing myself to? And what's my expectation? And is it really a true evaluation? Uh, of who you are and that you're unsuccessful because that's what we're going to tell ourselves right typically and you know the little voice in our heads says you know you're stupid you're you're not good you're because that's what we've been taught to do and i think it's important just to ask yourself the question is is that true and if the, and the immediate answer is yes, he goes, ask the second question, is that really true? And I, and I can't remember the, um, the person who um, wrote that book to talk about these questions. I wish I could remember. But that, that was a pretty powerful book. And it's really amazing to kind of see and, and unravel the truth that we tell ourselves because it's just stories, right? The things that make us stressed is just stories we told ourselves. And um, by, by taking it apart really does change the way we see the world.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Just before we finish off, mate, there is one other thing that I think is really important to understand, and that is the effect of melatonin on the body. And obviously, the hormone melatonin is the hormone that helps us get to sleep, it calms us, it relaxes us at time. And if we don't have enough melatonin, Um, then we won't sleep really well. And as a result of not sleeping really well, we can't restore our serotonin levels. And so you do need sleep in order to be happy. So without sleeping, you won't necessarily be as happy as what you could be. Like you still might be happy, but you won't be as happy as what you could be. Hmm. And so strategies to improve your sleep are to get your sunglasses off and to get outside in the middle of the day and just let the sunlight hit your body as much as you can possibly expose. So take your sunglasses off, get outside. It could be at that point of the day that you do your 30 minutes worth of exercise or 30 minutes worth of walking. In the middle of the day, get the sunglasses off. Get as much of your clothing off as you possibly can. You might even want to walk around the block in your jogs like Lawrence does, right? Yeah, all the time. What's that?
0: All the time, all the time. All the time. This is it, not just for
1: 30 minutes. We're talking for a day, right? But you know, if you can do that sort of thing, you'll bump up your melatonin. The other thing is to dim your lights at nighttime. And as you dim your lights, you'll find melatonin will pop up in your body and you'll get calmer. You'll start to fall asleep, which will mean that you then go into a proper healing cycle of repair And regeneration, rejuvenation for the next day, you will wake up happier given that you've actually popped up all your hormones in your body.
0: Well, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can talk about, but those strategies that we laid out for you are some key stuff that we do. Uh, we can talk about meditation. We can talk about reading a book, watching a movie, listening to great music, dance. Like, go out and dance. I think that's a, one of the things. Not just go out. Just, like, pump up the music in your house. No one's going to be watching, and uh, you can be like Damien, who goes on his underwear like Tom Cruise does, <laughs> and just dance the night away. Pets him, pet him. Pets uh, him, pet yeah, that's right. So I think those are some key strategies that you can easily do. And I think so... You know, guys, There's basically there's no one way to do it. It's about multiple different ways. It's trying to find the ways that work for you to actually unwind. But you know what would be best is actually would love to hear more of your strategies on how you've coped with stress in the past. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash thewellnessguys. Love to hear your comments on this. And i uh, love to hear your strategies on, on coping with stress. You've heard ours. And uh, maybe you can even tell us what you like the best so far in terms of our strategy we've given to you uh, make sure you while you're there if you haven't liked us there make sure you like us go to the Lead wellness couch Two facebook page as well and like us there as well so share this podcast with your friends and your families and other strangers you think need a wellness update and subscribe to us on itunes because we'll love for you to subscribe and second thing leave us a five-star rating and number three leave a comment and tell us how we're doing too so until next week begin creating wellness into our lives I'm like getting saliva in my mouth I'm stressed with this <laughs> so ending so <laughs> I'm so excited leave by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on The Wellness Couch Show. this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter The Wellness Couch streaming wellness into your lives